Hello, and a very good day to you. My name is Jim Harris, and this is Heritage Bible Radio. Heritage Bible Radio is an extension of Heritage Bible Church in Boise, where it's my joy to serve as the teaching pastor. Every day, we devote our radio time to studying a portion of the Word of God so you can know Him better through Jesus Christ and serve Him better through your local church. This week on Heritage Bible Radio, we continue with our study of Ephesians. On our previous visit to Ephesians, we met you, B.C., or you before Christ, a description of what all people are like unless they turn to Christ. Today, our title is You, New. The new in this is spelled N-E-W. This passage gives you all the encouragement you can ever need with a clear instruction for how to enjoy the transformation provided for you by Jesus Christ. Please listen to today's slice of this week's message describing this transformation. What do we see in Second Peter? You have everything you need for life and godliness. So spiritual growth is a matter of living more and more in accordance with the new creature that you actually are in Christ. There are not two of you doing battle within you. It's one you. You are you, and you come as a unit. You have this memory, if you will, of what you once were. But it's one you, having been conditioned by a certain number of years of old man kind of living, struggling to live your life according to a new set of priorities that are opposed to your natural tendencies. You think that uh, you want to, I don't know, take up golf. Maybe you should, maybe you shouldn't, okay? Uh, and and how, how hard can it be? It's not, a, not, not like baseball. They don't throw the ball at you. It's sitting still. Surely you can just swing that thing and hit it. And you start to be able to do it a little bit, and then you go and take lessons. And the person looks at you and tries not to giggle and says, uh, now, now, okay, well, first of all, hold the club differently. Okay, well, stand differently. All right, think differently. Okay, do this differently. You, you've got these ways that you have to unlearn and then learn the right way, the better way, the good way to do it. But a lot of people get this idea that it, it's two different me's at war, but it's not. A lot of Christians don't realize it, but they believe the error known as dualism, uh, the same misconception about the universe that the Gnostics of the first and second century believed, like, like the spirit is good, but the flesh is, uh, the, the physical body is evil. And you can't make it into that kind of dichotomy. That leads to the attitude that lets you off the hook because you can say, oh, the flesh made me do it. The devil made me do it. And they have this idea of like there's this little devil on one shoulder and this little angel on the other shoulder whispering contradictory instructions into your ears and your life, depend, your success depends on which one you choose to listen to. That's not accurate. It's the one you in your own mind 
choosing to exercise your will either to follow the old habits or to obey the Spirit of God. Now, I'm not denying that it's a battle. I'm not denying that it's hard. But it's a very important matter, um, and it's crucial for us to understand you are responsible for the choices that you make. It's on you. Christ has saved you, adopted you, cleansed you, washed you, justified you, sanctified you. He's on the way to glorifying you. And along the way, you have choices. Don't ever say, I couldn't help myself. Yes, you could. If if you refuse to take all the responsibility for your sins by trying to pass them off on the old nature or the devil, that was just the way I was raised. I've always been that way. I just speak my mind. They always say that after they've said something really rude, right? Um, Instead of admitting, you chose to disobey God. Until you take responsibility, you can't grow spiritually the way you should. The responsibility is yours whether you walk according to the old man or the new man. If somebody says, um, I couldn't help myself when I did whatever it was that I did, said whatever I said, um, I want to ask, would you have done that same thing up here in front of church on a Sunday morning? Well, no. So you could help yourself. Understand, you made that choice. Now, if it's something really awful, and it's something you really hate, and you hate the fact that you love it, it's still crucial that you realize, I am making that choice. You have to call it what it is. Because Christ died for sin. He didn't die for the way you were raised. He died for you, for your sins. All right, let's, let's go to the text. Enough ranting from me. Very simple plan. Number one, lay aside the old man. Number two, be renewed in the spirit of your mind. And number three, put on the new man. Uh, last time in the outline for the previous sermon, I called this get rid of your old man. I still love saying that. It sounds so cute. It, technically, you don't get rid of the old man until you die, but we're going to lay him aside. We'll see what that means. More accurately, what we're after here is putting on the new man. Now, the main emphasis so far is on the walk of the old man, the lifestyle of the old man, the the manner of living of the old man. We saw that 17, 18, and 19. Then comes the exhortation, put off the old man, put on the new man, and our passage is going to show us how to connect those dots. Starting in verse 25 we'll then have the walk of the new man. So the walk of the old man, how to put off the old man, put on the new man, and then the walk of the new man. That's where we're headed next time. Okay, number one, lay aside 
the old man. Pick it up at that transition verse, verse 20. But you did not learn Christ in this way, if indeed you have heard of Him and have been taught in Him, just as the truth is in Jesus. So this is saying, if you're really saved, if you really are now embedded in the truth that is in Jesus, this is how it ought to be. Verse 22, that in reference to your former manner of life, you lay aside the old self. That's literally the old man. Lay aside the old man which is being corrupted in accordance with the lusts of deceit. Now, I, I strongly prefer to stay with the literal translation in this passage, old man and new man, rather than the highly psychologized word self. The word self comes with a boatload of baggage of the, the worldly cult of selfism, looking out for yourself, uh, self-esteem. That's exactly the opposite of what the Bible teaches. You don't need to learn better self-esteem. You learn to need to learn more accurately who you are in Christ. And, and you don't, if you look at your own self, you better be discouraged because anything good in you is from, is from Christ. So let's stay with the word chosen by the Holy Spirit. When it comes to the old man, we want to lay aside the old man. Lay aside is a translation of a word that's used for taking off a filthy garment. Maybe you've been, maybe you've just um, run a 10K. Maybe you've been working in the garden for, for four hours in, in July and you're, you're muddy, you're dirty, you're dusty, you're sweaty, you're stinky, you're smelly. You, you just want to get that, that gross thing off of you and you want to get, and you want to get cleaned up. So the idea that you have toward that filthy thing, you want to get rid of it. And it's always used in the New Testament in the middle voice that means it's something you do for yourself. This is your responsibility to say, I, I, I want to get rid of this awful thing. Nobody else can ever do it for you. And by the way, there are three descriptions of this old man embedded in that verse. First, notice the old man is being corrupted. That's in a verb tense that implies that it's an ongoing thing. The longer a person waits to come to Christ, the more hardened they get, the more corrupted they get, the less pliable they become. They grow worse and worse. Uh, it's, they're rotting. They're deteriorating. That's the idea. It's a, it's a harder and harder heart. Think of it. How many people do you know who get saved in their 50s compared to how many get saved as a young adult or as a child. You, you continue to be corrupted the longer that you remain apart from Christ. And secondly, the old man acts in accordance with lusts. Lusts is the word that means strong desires, and in this case, strong desires for the wrong things. And then thirdly, the old man is driven by wrong desires which are deceitful. Deceit is that thing which gives a false impression. Deceit is used with lusts and riches and sin and unrighteousness in the New Testament. Understand here, sin always lies. 
If you would like this message on Compact Disc, let me know and we'll send it to you. You'll receive the entire message, not just the portion on today's program. You can order by phone at 353-4036 or by writing to us at 7071 West Emerald, Boise, Idaho, 83704 or on the internet at hbc-boise.org. Heritage Bible Radio needs your prayers and your financial support. Once again, you can reach us online at hbc-boise.org or by telephone at 353-4036 or by writing to us at 7071 West Emerald, Boise, Idaho, 83704. And if you need a church home here in the Treasure Valley, I hope you'll visit us any Sunday at 7071 West Emerald. For Heritage Bible Radio, I'm Jim Harris. See you next time. Bye-bye.